Hey everybody, this is Eric Sorensen coming to you uh, from my new office. It's not quite made up yet, but uh, it's in the process, so forgive the unmade up look of it. Uh, here to talk to you today about uh, Ruth chapter 3. In case you don't know me, I'm a contributor to Christ Hold Fast, uh, co-host of 30 Minutes in the New Testament, and uh, church planner of Epiphany Lutheran Church in New York City, and... Uh, part-time associate pastor at Hillside Lutheran Brethren Church in New Jersey. So, a lot of hats to wear. Father of three, uh, husband to Missy, uh, etc. Uh, owner of Chestnut the Dog and Oreo the Cat. I think I have officially given you all the things I do. Good morning. Good to be with you. Uh, we're in Ruth chapter 3, so we're about uh, halfway through the book. And uh, today I want to talk to you about how your faith responds when uh, plans don't seem to come through, what does what does faith do uh, when things don't seem to work out the way we thought? Uh, in this week's text, Naomi, that's Ruth's mother-in-law, uh, comes up with a plan for her daughter-in-law, Ruth, that requires faith, really, of everyone involved, of every player that will be involved, especially as we'll see later in chapter 3 when it seems like the plan may not work out. And so let's read from verses 1 through 5 to get uh, the story, and then we'll dig in a little bit. It says, Then Naomi, her mother-in-law, said to her, My daughter, should I not seek for you? Should I not seek rest for you, that it may be well with you? Is not Boaz our relative, with whose young women you were? See, he is winnowing barley tonight at the threshing floor. Wash, therefore, and anoint yourself, and put on your cloak, and go down to the threshing floor, but do not make yourself known to the man until he has finished eating and drinking. But when he lies down, observe the place where he lies. Then go and uncover his feet and lie down, and he will tell you what to do. And she replied, all that you say, I will do. End of reading. Well, first of all, it appears that Naomi is now viewing Ruth as really just her daughter rather than daughter-in-law. She says, my daughter, should I not seek rest for you that it may be well with you. The word for rest in this sentence is the same word used for rest found in chapter 1, verse 9, when Naomi was urging her daughters-in-law, Ruth and Orpah, uh, to go back home to Moab to hopefully find a husband before they grew too old. Uh, back then, when a woman found a husband, it was sometimes actually referred to as finding rest or security. I don't know how often uh, modern-day people would <laughs> describe that to be the case, but that was the way it was back then. And Naomi, like any good mom, is trying to find a husband for her daughter. Once it was made clear that Ruth just happened, quote-unquote, we talked about that over the last few weeks, that there's no real... So really such thing as just happened. There's no coincidences. Once she met Boaz, just happened to, a relative and potential suitor, Naomi wastes no time encouraging the relationship. Boaz, after all, is their, or can be, their kinsman redeemer, which if you remember from last week was someone within the family line that would buy uh, the land left by the deceased um, or would father a child uh, with any widow that uh, was left behind and would therefore take care of the widow and carry on the family name. And so Naomi essentially says to Ruth, I'm sort of paraphrasing here, but this really is what she's saying to her. She's saying, get your makeup on, 
uh, spray the perfume, get your best pair of jeans on, uh, because tonight I want you to look good for Boaz. That's essentially what Naomi says. Uh, everything, and, that, and that's not abnormal. She just she wants her daughter-in-law to be attractive to Boaz. That's really what she's saying. When she uh, encourages her, you know, put on your cloak and go down to the threshing floor, that's what she means. Wash up, she says. Um, <clears throat> so go down to the threshing floor and don't make yourself known, uh, though, until after he falls asleep. Now, um, once that happens, then I want you to uncover his feet. And now the story starts to just sound weird. Like, we get, like, get ready, make yourself look pretty so that he notices you. But then this whole thing of, like, wait until he's eaten and drink enough so that he falls asleep. And then just lay right next to his feet and uncover them. That's weird. What's happening here is, uh, first of all, the threshing floor in those days was actually known as a, frankly, a place of sexual immorality. Uh, many times prostitutes would hang out on the threshing floor and would make themselves available to men as they finished up their day. Uh, you know, hard day's work working on the threshing floor. I mean, you're, you're constant, it's backbreaking work, really. Uh, you add that to the rest of Naomi's instructions, uncovering his feet and laying next to him. And, and there seems to be, and some scholars would even say that Naomi is encouraging Ruth to basically proposition herself to Boaz. Some scholars have taken that position. Uh, many commentators have, uh, if you read commentaries on Ruth, there's not a ton, you will find some that hold that. And so you might expect Ruth to say, well, pff, what are you talking about? No, I'm not going to do that. But instead she says, sure, no problem. Now why? Why is that? Well, I think for scholars to suggest that Naomi is actually calling her daughter-in-law to proposition herself is just a bridge too far. Um, when we look at this through the cultural lenses of that day, we, I think we gain a good enough understanding to know that she's not being asked to do that. Uh, we know for one thing that yes, although prostitutes did hang out at the threshing floor, there was also no better place to find uh, a man during the harvest season than at the threshing floor. That's where most of them were. Um, they work there day and night, as is often the case with modern farmers in harvest season. They're just out in the field all the time. Uh, secondly, the uncovering of the feet and the grabbing of a man's garment was a sign of respect and submission in that day. And it was really a symbol to a person that they were acknowledging their authority and their importance. And so it, it does not have to be interpreted in a uh, sexual way, as some might have you believe. And so uh, that's what Naomi wants Ruth to do, show respect and admiration for Boaz. And Naomi is, is truly suggesting a plan that is out of care for her daughter, and she wants to make sure that she is taken care of. There's, there's no way that we could assume from anything else in this story that Naomi would have her do anything unseemly. So that's, that's what's going on here. Let's pick it up at verse 6 to see what the response of faith is, and um, we'll conclude with verse 7. And Ruth replied, all that you say, I will do, end of verse 5. So she went down to the threshing floor and did just as her mother-in-law had commanded her. And when Boaz had eaten and drunk and his heart was merry, mm, that's a sort of biblical language for probably had a few too many, uh, he went to lie down at the end of the heap of grain. 
Then she came softly and uncovered his feet and lay down. Notice the first words out of Ruth's mouth. All that you say, I will do. In response to Naomi's plan, all that you say, I will do. If you want to know the response of faith in any situation, ultimately it's us saying to God, all that you say, I will do. After all, there is certainly risk in this whole event. Uh, Ruth could be seen and mistaken for a prostitute. She could be seen as uh, uh, morally questionable for just being there or could have been, um, uh, you know, her faith, though, says, this is what I've been called to do. And so I'm going to act. I'm going to go where my Redeemer is because... I believe that my Redeemer is the one that God wants me to be with. I believe that Boaz is the one who has bought me and will pay for me, who will take me to be his own. And so, too, there are many times and will be many times in our life where God uh, calls us to do things that seem difficult and challenging and risky and hard. And the response of faith is to say, all that you say, I will do. What is God calling you to do? Is God calling you to do something that might be uncomfortable even now? That you're frankly avoiding. <laughs> uh, Ruth, Ruth was called into that. And... What motivated her to do it is what the Lord wanted for her. Always remember that when God calls you to do something that seems even crazy or something that doesn't seem like it will work out, at least according to your plan, that according to his plan, he is not absent. He knows what he's doing with you. And the response of faith, being aware of this, says, Okay, Lord. All that, you say, all that you say, I will do. All that you say, I will do. Well, I hope that encouraged you today. I hope that, uh, I pray that God would give us uh, faith to trust like that in his word and his plan for our life today. And I uh, hope you have a great rest of the week. Good to be back with you here on Tuesdays. God bless you.